We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up Show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. Today is Wednesday, June the 9th, 2021. Today's show, we continue along with our 2021 opponent preview series. Guys, today we break down the Gamecocks week five opponent, the Troy Trojans, as South Carolina and Troy meet for just the fourth time all time at williams Bryce Stadium this fall. Guys, I'll break down Troy and the game itself in its entirety. First things first, we'll talk Troy Trojans, their head coach, how they fared a season ago, their best returning players on offense and defense, as well as an overall outlook for the Trojans, an outlook for the game as well as the Gamecocks and Troy do battle in the fifth week of the 2021 football season. Also, guys, news and notes to get into. We got a packed show here on Wednesday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service, they bring care and attention that companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville Natives and University of South Carolina alumni, guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media, at Upstate Movers Group, or of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Wednesday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host of the Spurs Up show. 
as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in, guys. And I'm going to start today's show with a little bit of a funny story, a little bit of a funny tidbit here. So as you guys know, obviously with the business and the content, everything we do, not everything is always perfect, right? And I feel like that's why you guys appreciate my content, what we do. And hey, we just keep it real with you, right? If the mic messes up, if the video goes out, if we're doing the Daily Crow and the Must Champ Hackers get us, you guys are along the ride every single step of the way. You guys ride with us the technical difficulties. It does not matter what it is. And I had not done this in so freaking long. But sometimes, you know what? I'm just like any other human being. I'll have 100 things going at once, and I won't necessarily have 110% of my brain locked in on the task at hand. So I say all that to say this, a little bit of a funny side note. I actually started recording today's show and got about 10 minutes of the way through talking about Troy and breaking down the game and all that good stuff. Got about 10 minutes of the way all the way through. I realized I did not click the record button. (laughs) So everything I just said, everything I was talking about, it did not register. So this should be one of the best shows ever done because it's basically a second go around. Um, And I'm like, you know what? Hey, laugh it off. We get to talk football again. Why not? It's all fine. It's all dandy. It's all good. And again, I appreciate you all tuning in here on this Wednesday. Again, guys, thank you all so much for the love and support, man. Continue to roll and rock with the content wherever this finds you, whether you're on the commute, you're in the office, you're on the job, you got the day off, whatever you might be up to, guys. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. It absolutely means the world to me. And I cannot thank you all enough for continuing to rock with us. All right. Like I said, guys, we're in our we're in the peak right now of preseason football content. Today's show, we're getting after it yet again. So without further ado, let's go ahead and roll right into it as we're continuing along with the 2021 opponent preview series as the Gamecocks go out of conference in week five to take on the Troy Trojans of the Sun Belt Saturday, October the 2nd at Williams Bryce Stadium. Guys, all-time series record. These teams have only met three times previously in their history, and the Gamecocks lead that series 3-0. and You might remember the last meeting, 2010, Stephen Garcia and Steve Spurrier and those Gamecocks, the SEC East champion Gamecocks, I might add, put a whooping, I mean, and a whooping on Troy. 69-24 to win. I believe that game was like 56 to nothing at halftime. Like, I'm not even joking. I think that was a game... I think it was either Cliff Matthews or Clifton Gathers or, or somebody picked one off or recovered a fumble and ran it back for a touchdown as time expired to go in a half. A absolutely ugly game, but a, obviously a very fun game if you're wearing garnet and black. So, again, last meeting the Gamecocks had their way 2010, 69-24 to 24 in that one. You take a look at 2020, the record for Troy, 5-6 and six overall. Three and four in the conference. And again, we're going to dive a little bit deeper on how they fared a season ago in just a second. But first things first with Troy. When I was doing research on their head coach, because I want to move into their head coach, Chip Lindsey. And when I was doing research on their head coach, I read that name, Chip Lindsey. And I was like, why does this name sound so familiar? I feel like I've heard of this guy before. That's because you most likely have. He coached Jarrett Stidham at Auburn, a very well-known offensive mind, and he enters his third season in Troy, Alabama, coaching the Trojans. Again, a very highly thought-of head football coach, a very highly thought-of offensive mind, and, you know, someone that I think fits that Troy program pretty well, because when you look at these Sunbelt teams and these smaller teams, 
the biggest thing for them is they want to be fun offensively. Like they, they want to, at least if nothing else, the product they're putting out there is entertaining. Because, hey, if you're going to try to upset Power 5 schools, you're going to try to upset SEC and ACC and Big 12 and Big 10 and all these schools, you need to have a dynamic offense. Like you need to do something different, right? You can't be boring. You can't just be just like everybody else. Chip Lindsey provides you with that. And if you look at their offensive numbers a season ago, you know, it was a mixed bag at times, but I think definitely the scheme and the system is there. And obviously Chip Lindsey in year three, hoping to get even more success out of his offense. Speaking of last season, let's talk about how they fared a season ago, the 2020 season for the Troy Trojans. We'll start. They opened up September the 19th, beat Middle Tennessee, lost to BYU 48-7. to in week two, then followed that up with back-to-back wins against Texas State and Eastern Kentucky before losing to Georgia State. Shout out to former Gamecocks assistant and head coach Sean Elliott. Lost to Georgia State 36-34 to on homecoming. So really heartbreaking loss for those guys. They did bounce back, though, with a win over Arkansas State on Halloween 38-10 before losing three straight games to Georgia Southern, Middle Tennessee, and Appalachian State. They didn't bounce back, though. Beat. They finally snapped that losing streak. Beat South Alabama 29 0. And this right here was Troy's game of the year. The following week, December the 12th, they take on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers. And boy, oh boy, did they give Coastal everything they wanted and more. I mean, they gave them all they could handle a 42 to 38 loss in Troy, Alabama. Really, really close ball game. A really close ball game. And we all remember what Coastal did a season ago and the type of year they had and you know how big of a deal that would have been if Troy was able to beat them. Now, they had one more game after that against ULM, but that game, of course, was canceled due to COVID. So, again, five and six overall record, three and four in the conference is what Troy finished up at. Now, Speaking of the 2020 season, what went right, what went wrong? Like I said, there were some inconsistencies offensively, but this is a team, really veteran, returns a lot of good players, so we'll start best turning players on offense and defense, and we'll start offensively. Now, when I first looked at the roster, and you look at the statistics, and because, let's face it, most of us don't know a ton about Troy, right? I mean, there's just not a lot of information out there. So when you look at the statistics, my eyes went straight to the quarterback position. And I said, oh, I mean, listen, best players got to be Gunnar Watson, right? I mean, 211 for 301, 16 TDs. Yeah, he threw seven picks, but he had a 70% completion percentage. It's got to be him. But then you do some more digging, and you realize that Gunnar Watson might not even be the starting quarterback this season for Troy. They've actually got a transfer incoming from Missouri that might take over as their starting quarterback. So how can you label a guy that may not even be the starter as the best player offensively? And that's Taylor Powell, by the way, who um, was a big time get from Mizzou back in 2017, six foot two, 213 pounds, but uh, they get him in as a transfer. And that seems to be a quarterback battle that will rage on. It would not shock me if Taylor Powell won that job. Now, again, like I said, you continue to do digging best player in their offense, They have three super senior wide receivers on the outside, and the guy who led the way last year, and I expect to lead the way again this year, wide receiver Kalon Geiger, a super senior, best returning player on offense, in my opinion, 64 catches, 752 yards, and three touchdowns. He also 
is a playmaker in special teams. And I wonder, guys, this is a side note, what an interesting matchup for this Gamecocks defense. Because we all know right now, at least, the biggest efficiency defensively is the secondary. So you wonder how the Gamecocks, can they combat that? Some really good pass catchers on the outside, and they're led by wide receiver Kalen Geiger, again, the best returning player for the Troy Trojans offensively. Let's take a look at the defensive side of the ball, their best returning player on defense. And, guys, this one, I'll tell you this, this one was easy. When you look at statistics and, hey, stats don't tell the whole story, I totally get that. But in this case, I think they do because the best returning player on defense had 113 tackles 10 tackles for loss and one sack. And that is linebacker Carlton Marshall, who, hey, is going to be a senior this year. And by the way, like, did you guys just hear what I just said? 113 tackles in 11 games. How in the hell is that possible? Again, a guy who's a little bit undersized, a sunbelt type of player, but flies all over the field, makes every play they need him to make. And, and the numbers just speak for itself. 113 tackles, 10 tackles for loss. Definitely somebody the Gamecocks will have to keep an eye on. All right, let's give the overall outlook for Mizzou. Or excuse me, Mizzou. I'm talking about the Missouri transfer quarterback, and I'm I'm speaking on Mizzou. That's not for a couple of shows down the road. We'll talk about the Tigers. But, the, no, the overall outlook with the Troy Trojans, because this is a veteran team coming back this year. Now, they face a brutal schedule, but a veteran team, nonetheless, guys, they have 20 two starters now granted did all of them start a season ago not necessarily but they've got 22 guys who started returning from last year's team they have all five offensive linemen they've got their top three wide receivers they've got their top two running backs they got their quarterback if they want to play him and then defensively like i said guys all 11 guys that started last year are back you know i think this is definitely a troy team that benefited from the COVID rules and allowing people to come back. And I think a lot of the smaller power five, not power five, teams that aren't in the power five, I think a lot of the smaller schools, they certainly did benefit from this because, you know, you look at Coastal Carolina, you know, a lot of the guys at this level, and this is no knock on Troy, by the way, because Troy is a very, very good football program. They're a very proud football program, and they've put some really, really good players in the league at the next level. But, a lot of guys that play at that level, they're really, really good college players, but are they necessarily NFL guys? Eh. So those guys are going to be more likely to stay, obviously. And they're still really good college players. And I think Troy is certainly an example for that. Veteran team, like I said, 22 starters returning. Of course, one of the big storylines, if not the biggest for them, and Chip Lindsey in his third year and their offense is, like I mentioned earlier, the transfer quarterback coming in from Mizzou, Who's the guy under center? Because you got these weapons on the outside. You've got some solid running backs. You have a pretty damn solid defense. I mean, there were inconsistencies, sure. And, you know, how good is a Troy defense? I guess you guys are probably asking. But you got to figure it out at quarterback. Because if you don't have a quarterback, you do not have a chance. And that will be the piece of the puzzle that Chip Lindsey will try to find going into this 2021 football season. Now, this game for South Carolina, because that's what we all care about, right? What does this game really mean for the Gamecocks? And... You know, it's an interesting ball game, to be totally honest with you. At home, I know most fans will gloss over the first half of the schedule and just look at this one like, ah, whatever. But Troy is a very proud football program. Troy is a football program, like I said, a lot of veteran experience and a lot of guys who aren't going to back down from any sort of challenge. Will Chip Lindsey's offense 
not just the team, but specifically, I'd say the offense, will it give South Carolina a scare? Because I think, you know, coming into week five, you will have played at ECU. You will have played at Georgia. You will have taken on Kentucky. So you're going to have a pretty good gauge at this point what your strengths are, what your weaknesses are, you know, what weaknesses you need to mask, you know, what you need to take advantage of, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I guess the hope is at this point that by this point, and you hope even earlier, but certainly by this point, you've kind of figured out at least a rotation in the secondary. We're like, okay, we feel good with these five guys, you know, in the four, two, five. We feel good with this back end of our defense or, or as good as we can feel necessarily. But you look at this roster for Troy. They've got three big-time guys on the outside, all super seniors, like I mentioned, led by Kalon Geiger. Offensively, you know, on the offensive line, all five starters back. Running backs are back. And again, does experience mean a lot if it's not great experience? Hey, I'd agree with you. It's not the biggest thing or the most important thing in the world at times. But Troy's a scary team. Troy's a scary team. And I asked this question to you guys as well. I think where this game falls on the schedule is really interesting because, you know, depending on what happens previously, heck, I mean, this could be, you know, if you're able to beat Kentucky like we talked about yesterday and you come in this game three and one and morale is high and you have momentum. And obviously, if you're three and one, I think things are starting to click for you a little bit. This could be a really fun day for South Carolina where, you know, you're able to continue to develop that consistency and that rhythm. And, of course, you're still at this point. You're going to be early in the year, going to be breaking in systems and getting guys acclimated to the verbiage and, hey, the new culture and continuing to ingrain that. But I do not look at this game as like an Eastern Illinois, guys. I really don't. I, I think Troy is, like I said, a very proud football program, a good football program. Certainly, this is not a game South Carolina should lose, right? This is – 110% a game South gonna should win and I think most likely will win and I probably will be picking them to win. But where it falls on the schedule after Kentucky at home, maybe you get a big time emotional win in that one and the following week you travel to Tennessee, to Knoxville to take on the Volunteers. And while Tennessee might be a you know, dumpster fire of a program right now. They've got their own issues. And again, we're going to talk about Tennessee on Friday's show in full detail, but that's still a game that South Carolina, I think, is really going to be looking forward to is going to Knoxville and taking on UT, especially after how the game went last season. Is this a trap game? If you're South Carolina, the biggest thing is this. You should win this football game. There's no question in my mind. You should beat the Troy Trojans. But you cannot come into this football game thinking, oh, we're just going to roll our helmets out there. Oh, who cares? It's just Troy. We don't have to try, whatever. We're not motivated. We're not focused. We're not fired up. And I think Shane Beamer and this new staff, I'm not worried about that with them. They will have this team ready to go. But I'm just making the point that, you know, Troy's not EIU in my opinion. You know, I, I think this is one where you need to come in and have a purpose. You know, play with conviction. Play with purpose. Um you know, work on yourself as a football team. There are things you, you can develop. There's things you can improve on. There's things you can get better at each and every single week. And Troy should give this team an opportunity to continue to build confidence. Like I said, veteran team, quality ball club. They've got guys coming back that are real-time, play, real big-time playmakers. But this game all comes down to South Carolina. And South Carolina, if it does its thing, if it shows up, if it has the right attitude and the right mindset, the right mentality, I think this is a game South Carolina should be able to take advantage of. Like I said, I'll give my official prediction in a few weeks, but I don't think any of us are sitting here saying, oh, is Chris going to pick the Gamecocks to win or lose? I think we all know where I'm going to fall on that. But Chip Lindsey's squad, 
it does present somewhat of an interesting challenge for the Gamecocks, especially defensively and then offensively. You just hope, hey, Luke Doty, you know, the offensive system, wide receivers, you know, everyone continues to gel, continues to mesh. And hopefully you are riding the high of what you've done in the previous week against UK. If you're not and you have to bounce back, you better get your head out of your ass and play your best football game because Troy will have no sympathy for you. And you look at their 2021 season, by the way, they open up with Southern, then have Liberty, Southern Miss, ULM, then at South Carolina, Georgia Southern, Texas State, at Coastal's a big one, South Alabama, Louisiana Lafayette, or Louisiana as they're known now, Appalachian State, at Georgia State to close it out, and then the Sun Belt Championship games, December 4th, guys. And you look at this team. I mean, this is a team, Troy, that realistically could challenge for and could contend for the Sun Belt title. So that is not a game you should just roll into and say, oh, no big deal. It's like we're playing EIU. You know, we're just going to roll the helmets out there like I mentioned earlier. No, Troy has a very proud history. They've got a very proud football program, and they will show up ready to play this game. And, hey, I hate to be that guy to bring it up, but we have seen South Carolina struggle in games like this. Right? Hey, the last non-Power 5, non-conference game you played in at home, guess which one it was, guys? It was Appalachian State, another Sun Belt team. And I don't need to say anything else. So, right now, at this point in the Gamecocks football program, you cannot take any game for granted. So, South Carolina, Shane Beamer's guys, they better show up ready to play. And if they do that, I think they'll get the win, no problem. But you got to show up ready to play in this one. Don't take anything for granted. Play your best football and move on. And move on. So, again, that's going to wrap it up, guys, for the Troy Trojans. Week 5 matchup at Williams-Brice Stadium as the Gamecocks step back out of conference to welcome Troy to Columbia for the fourth all-time meeting between the two schools. Guys, going to close it up. One last note really quickly in our news and notes. Jeff Heinrich announcing his departure from Gamecocks baseball. For those wondering, no, he is not entering the transfer portal. Uh, was able to talk to Jeff directly, and it sounds like he is going to try his hand at professional baseball. So, wish Jeff Heinrich nothing but the best. Um, you know, listen, people DM me constantly and comment, oh, my God, look, here comes the mass exodus. Oh, this is an indictment on the program. Guys, in baseball, guys are making the best possible decisions for their future. It has nothing to do with Mark Kingston being a bad coach or the hitting coach sucking or Skylar Mead or anything to do with Gamecocks baseball. Guys have to make the best possible decisions for themselves. So when you look at a decision like this, no, it's not an indictment on Gamecocks baseball. Jeff Heinrich just feels it's time to try his hand in professional baseball, and I don't knock him for it, and you shouldn't either. So I'm going to leave it at that. Jeff Heinrich announcing his departure, I would say this. It was a pleasure to watch Jeff. I know it wasn't the best year necessarily, but I feel like he was a guy, played the game the right way, and was always very, very clutch when South Carolina needed him most. So again, happy trails, Jeff Heinrich, as he pursues his next move in his baseball career. But again, that's going to do it all for us, guys. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Like I said, a quick content update. Tomorrow's show will be a full season recap and review and also 2021 postseason award show for Gamecocks baseball as I officially put a pin in the 2021 season. Friday, we will talk Tennessee. We'll continue along with the 2021 opponent preview series, talking about the Gamecocks trip 
to Knoxville, so you know that's going to be a damn fun show when we talk about those dirty Tennessee volunteers. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Have a happy hump day. Thank you all so much, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done